Cheer, Randall. Cheer. All right, we're live. Sports Rewind Digital Podcast. Randall's got a mouthful of nuggets fresh off the uh, Young Blokes training session there. Dave, how are you going, mate? I'm all right, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Mate, lots of sport happening this week. We've got the Matildas. We've got the Ashes just finished. Baseball trade deadline. It's all happening. Mate, how about for the Dave household? What have you guys been up to? Mate, we, we actually headed down to the Nets on Sunday. Um, yep. They're all, all keen for the upcoming cricket season. So um, we all went down and rolled the arm over and uh, don't want to face the daughter now. Like she's had a growth spurt and getting a good bit of speed on her and bowling great line and length. It's like, yeah. no, nah, that'll do me. <laughs> so uh, great weekend weather-wise, though. So it's just perfect to get out and about. It was beautiful, mate. Beautiful indeed. Randall, you finish your nugget, mate? Yeah, mate. Finally got through a few nuggets. Um, I'll, just keep sneaking, I'll just keep sneaking a few later on during the show. But um, if only I could put him as many away as Winnie. But anyway. Uh, as long as no nuggets come out. Nah, that's right, mate. Should be sweet this week, I think. Yeah, same as, mate. Sport, sport, sport. It's that top end of the year for yeah. our baseball season. So rep carnivals are all coming up and both boys trying out for, for rep rep teams and put my hand up to coach a rep team as well so yep. it's interesting at the moment we've got one child playing in or attempting to play in the under 14s i've put my hand up to help coach the under 12s and then the youngest is actually playing under 10s so it'll be an interesting long weekend anyway if they all get select if they both get selected and i'm coaching I won't actually yep. see any of them any of them play but it just means there's lots of training lots and lots of training pretty much every day of the week at the moment. So, Yeah, mate. Lots and lots of time. Hard to find time, as, as you would know, mate. Absolutely. Big weekend of uh, dance and cheer for the Huddos, mate. The the girls had um, DCE State Championships this weekend. They got a second in hip-hop, uh, jazz and cheer, and they got first in lyrical. So massive weekend uh, of dance and cheer. It was Good to actually have the weekend off and get down there and see it and and cheer them on. So, nice. hey, they got they got a uh, yeah. This is the busiest part of their year, so they got nationals and things coming up. So, anyway, our guest tonight, fellas, we're uh, gonna get Maddie on in a second. Uh, before that, um, I guess a rundown of what to expect for the show tonight. So we've got our guest, we've got NRL, MLB trades, and whatever else is going on in uh, in that. We've even got a Newcastle baseball trade, I think, um, popped up in the, some of the show notes there. Um, we've, what else have we got? Uh, cricket, Matildas. Matildas. But uh, let's pull up our guest, fellas. Now, Matty's a, a friend of mine, triathlete turned uh, cycle class guru. He then owned a, a CrossFit gym and um, – He's, he's gone full circle and back on the bike. So let's get him on and we'll hear a little bit about his story. Matty. Gents. Hey, mate. How are you, mate? Yeah, doing doing very well. Um, mate, nice to see you. And hello, boys. Good to see Good you too, mate. We actually left you some um, chicken nuggets back there in the green room, but I think <laughs> Randall got them all. Mate, there was duck eggs of uh, of chicken nuggets, mate. So, uh, yeah, BJ, you owe me some uh, some nuggets uh, you can express them up anytime, mate. Hey, you're up at the 
up up north again, mate, at Coffs Harbour now. Um, absolutely, yes. Living, uh, living the uh, the wonderful life on the mid north coast in Coffs Harbour, having uh, recently made the 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 relocation from uh, a busy north uh, northwest region of Sydney, mate. So yeah, huge contrast between um, the old. Uh, uh, Hills District and uh, Coffs Harbour, however, a wonderful place to be uh, be seated at the moment, mate. That's for sure. Absolutely, mate. Did you grow up there, mate? I did. Uh, born and bred Coffs boy. Um, actually, uh, grew up. Uh, no word of a lie. Probably about six hundred meters uh, up over the hill and around a two or three streets. So <laughs> I'm 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 in my old hood, um, so to speak. But um, yeah, some. Uh, some for oh some you know some twenty years since leaving Coffs Harbour, it's uh, it's really nice to be back and I guess um yeah back as you said full circle not just uh, professionally but I guess personally in terms of you know where we live so yeah mate it's it's lovely up here absolutely these boys are uh, made on the screen here I think they might add a few nights at the Hoey Moey Hotel or <laughs> maybe a couple, couple mate of, I'd be uh, disa- I'd be disappointed if they hadn't had a couple of nights at the Hoey Moey to be honest so yeah. Couple of baseball championships up uh, Coffs Harbour way back in the day, and yeah, there's been a few beers had there, that's for sure. Well, I'll, we'll be we'll be there for the uh, October long weekend actually for baseball carnival. So, and it just yeah, so yeah. happens that my fortieth is actually that same weekend. So, you never know where I'll end up. A double uh, celebration, maybe a double celebration, or at least at least one prolonged celebration for you, mate. That, that's it. That's it. <laughs> at least it doesn't take you that long to get up there now, like it used to. Yeah, mate. The the uh, the, the transit between. Um, look, truth truth has it that um, uh, I have uh, you know still a, a fair amount of work through Sydney, and obviously you know in the regions around the state. Um, so yeah, I, I do appreciate the much faster roads. It's only, it's only half, it sounds odd when you say, say anywhere, look, it's, it's a five hour drive for me from here to sort of hit Sydney again. And people look at you like you've got two heads when you say it's only five hours away, but it's, it's not an uncomfortable drive by any stretch. At least I, um, I get to spend a lot of time listening to music, which uh, funnily enough, uh, probably forms more importance in, uh, in my life than uh, I care to appreciate. Absolutely. Let's um let's touch on I guess start at the beginning, mate. What did you, you grew up in Coffs Harbour? What sort of sports and things did you play uh, growing up, mate? Um, look, great question. Um, and thanks, thank you for asking that. Um, look, as a as a young fella uh, in in this area here, I was able to sort of dip my toe in uh, cricket through the summer. Mum was um, gracious enough to be a a, a cricket mum for me uh, down at I think it was uh, Sawtell. Or to, was it Tormenta Cricket or Sawtell Cricket? I think it was Sawtell Cricket Club. Uh, my apologies to Sawtell Cricket Club if, in fact, I did play for you guys. Um, uh, that was my my summer sport that mum had to endure. And uh, my winter sport was soccer. Um, I can't re- I can recall playing it. It, it. it left that much of an impression on me, I guess, uh, during those developmental years. Um, not to say that I didn't enjoy it. Certainly loved um, the, the social aspect of it. Um, uh, which I guess explains a lot later on. Um, but look, I, I had a very early exposure to to cycling, believe it or not, um, from uh, one of, uh, look, who was one of my mum's uh, best friends. Um, and I guess in the social circle of the adults uh, that uh, that I was sort of brought up around. So um, a ver- I guess a very, a very early exposure to riding bikes uh, at some sort of sort of competitive level with a push. 
um, from a, for a gentle push from, a, from an adult, I guess, um, really, I suppose, anchored the, the tail end of, of my early sports anyway. Um, and then from there, yeah, a little bit of water polo and swimming through high school. Um, stayed away from the impact stuff. I hated getting hit in the head. So I think I did rugby league for like a season in uh, in high school because my mates did. And um, yeah, getting walloped all the time wasn't for me. So I thought, forget that. Let's stay towards more of the, um, you know, the, either the individual sports or the stuff that uh, I could ride machines and do things with. So yeah, that's my story, mate. Yeah, for sure. Mate, I know you uh, you got into a bit of triathlon uh, from there. When when did that sort of start? Um, yeah, so I guess my my journey into multi sport was um, well, was accidental. Um, I had a a relatively uh, difficult injury to overcome um, in my early twenties. Had an accident with a a leg issue uh, resulting. Um, from that accident, a couple of years of, uh, well, you know, a year and a bit of um, uh, casts, working on crotches, not being able to do too much, sort of led to me exploring um, some other options. So dialing back into, I guess, the the non non impact side led to a bit more road cycling. Um, happened to uh, form a very good friendship with uh, the the boys and girls over at Cycle World in Burwood. Um, shout out to Dave. Uh, over there I don't even know if they're still around but hey kudos to you guys and um, they just said one day uh, that I was in buying you know more gear as as tends to happen in that sport you're always buying something new um, and uh, he said look there's there's a group that are looking to form a, a triathlon club you might, you should come down they're having a barbecue on this Sunday and uh, so I you know being me thought yeah cool I get to meet a few new people let's see what this triathlon thing's about rolled up and you know Nick Men and I've got a, a bunch of friends that have formed this uh, this brand new triathlon club and uh, shout out to Balance uh, UTS Triathlon Club in Sydney uh, as they're now known it was Balance Tri Club back in those days and um, yeah it's uh, my first triathlon was actually the uh, Yapoon uh, Capricorn Half Ironman so uh, prior to that race I had never done a swim bike run in my life and um, yeah Yapoon Ironman which was a Cap uh, the Capricorn Half was my first multi-sport event and I had an absolute great time the night of uh, the night before the race um, <laughs> Uh, I think there was cyclonic uh, conditions up there and they were worried that they the swim, they had to walk us down a good 2K down because they were concerned for the currents were going to just ship us a long way away. So, yeah, it was a, a, a wild race, but it absolutely it lit a flame and uh, sparked a fire that was um, very hard to extinguish for a long period of time and um, reignited, I guess, in, uh, in, the, in what I'm doing now professionally, yeah. Love it, mate. I know these blokes are on on the other side of the screen. There, they're right into triathlon. They're um, keen as. <laughs> like, it's good, it's good to watch. <laughs> it is. Is that Most, like well, beer spirits water? That's right, mate. The, look, there is no more so. special. There is no more special person at a triathlon event than the spectators and the support teams uh, who are, you know, they're absolutely interchangeable. Let's face it, every spectator generally on the sidelines of uh, any of those multi-sports is usually supporting mum, dad or, you know, or, or son or daughter or friend or uh, just complete stranger. So, yeah, mate, that never, 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 never downplay the support roles in those um, those events. We should probably um, go up and commentate Ironman next year, actually, because it. You know, it's, what is it? Seventeen hours—the longest cutoff time is. So, 
how many rums do you reckon Dovo could get in in 17 hours and comment uh, commentate on the Ironman? I reckon that I reckon we should go next year. I'd still be fresh. That's yeah. Sounds like a challenge to me. Uh, I don't, don't know about you, Matty, but I remember some of the days at uh, Foster and um, some of the blokes that you know cheered you on at the down there at the uh, caravan park there at Foster. Been on the cans all day. That was always good value. Right. Mate, the, the, no, the noise of that can opening when you were really desperate for a, a, a drink or at least uh, getting somewhere closer to the end of the race, that that, that cheers, uh, always appreciated at those times. Absolutely. Hey, you, early days of triathlon and then you, um, where I sort of first met you when you had your first sort of venture with uh, indoor cycling. Um, hey, what was that called? Was that Ride? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, mate, we're going to delve right. We're delving right back through everything, aren't we? So, um, absolutely. Uh, Huddo, Huddo, if if I remember correctly, mate, we became Facebook friends back when Facebook was like this new thing. Um, yeah. it, it was you, you, you tagged where you're at, or you checked in. I think it was, and um, I think through our CrossFit Level One coaching um seminar or through i guess just the extension of that crossfit level one um seminar we became connected through facey and uh i guess from and from there i think it was moving into um that filex event you had the men's health uh, tough bloke challenge wasn't it or yeah, was it the, the, tough bloke? Yep. the tough guy challenge and um yeah mate i was an exhibitor at uh, the australian fitness expo with um the first iteration or i guess the earliest iteration of um uh, my indoor cycle program or the indoor cycle program called ride so um yeah mate uh, we, we had you that was when we first met i was standing on that corner in that uh, booth with uh with the awesome crew back in those back in that day i guess and um yeah so yeah that was when we first uh, caught up mate love it we sort of gone full cycle i guess from there you stretched out the business to the cross CrossFit side. Sorry, Dave, you go. No, no, I'm just saying that nice joke, mate. You've gone full cycle. Yeah. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, well, I guess, look, my, my, my professional journey or my, my journey in the fitness industry um, uh, and, and, and was tied, tied into uh, a little bit of physical recovery and I guess the positive sides of that. But, you know, to be completely honest with you, I get, we ended up in this, uh, well, I ended up in this indoor cycle position. I was uh, participating in these fitness classes that were riding a bike to music and it really crossed over my, my two enjoyments in those, in those years of being a little bit younger and probably a little bit more reckless. I spent plenty of time in warehouses and rooms with plenty of loud music, lots of lights and some amazing people and had great times. And all of a sudden I, I bumped into this uh, studio that had, this environment that was completely foreign to me um, in terms of in terms of health and fitness and whatnot. So, yeah, this this uh, opportunity to be able to take a little bit of, I guess that uh, that sport experience um, and that sport application uh, really started to connect the dots for me. So while I was uh, teaching classes in club and having the opportunity to create fitness and training opportunities for general population, everyone that's, you know, male and female, 18 to 80 years old, um, being able to, uh, I guess, have that 
little bit of sport experience as well and 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 that uh that training fun um and the connection to the training through triathlon as well looking to be able to connect the dots between the two so you know really was there a way that i could take uh the fun of you know fun of group training fun of exercise and you know music and all those things and maybe connect them to a little bit of the the real training aspect as well so yeah that was that's sort of where we landed now um in terms of the CrossFit stuff, Hutto, yeah, you're absolutely right. A hard pivot. Um, not long after, I think we uh, we bumped into each other there. So, yeah, d- obviously wanting to expand my own repertoire meant uh, an exploration outside of the box and CrossFit presented itself um, a decade as a CrossFit owner uh, alongside yourself with, with your old affiliate. Um, in Sydney, well, yours in uh, Newcastle, of course, on the, I'm just saying in Newcastle and uh, ours in Sydney. So, um, yeah, being able to now look to look to try and connect the dots between, I guess, some of that world and, and some of the other world, we uh, we land where we do today. Yeah. Uh, these two blokes and I, I guess, through COVID sort of started talking a lot more. And I guess this is sort of how it began. We, we, we talked you know, to each other all the time about baseball and sport and and sort of this is how this podcast sort of began. I guess with uh, COVID and owning a gym, you would have had a lot of like online classes and things like that. Was that tough? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, COVID was a challenging learning experience for everybody um, and very much so for the for, for the gym owner. Um it, I guess to 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 maybe uh, I guess not remind everybody, but you know that announcement that happened to every to all of us, you know, to to the entire country that you know as of lunchtime tomorrow, you know, these businesses are going to close, and that was a really confronting um, evening. If I can uh, if I can reflect on that moment, however, um, one of the luxuries that I I can embellish a little bit is is having uh, having had a little bit of history in video presenting as well as um, a connection to a little bit of technology through one of my hobbies and obviously and one of my best friends as well. So um, while it presented itself a cha- as a challenge in terms of how to continue to go, the the opportunity to do a digital pivot uh, present you know was was absolutely um, what's the word instrument it was just instant yeah it was instrumental to the change i mean it was what 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 we did we were active by six o'clock the following night with a live stream and we continue where that was the beginning of uh the beginning of crossfit eora live which was an online gym uh during that time as we all were um doing classes you know six o'clock in the morning and nine and twelve and five six and seven and then uh yeah obviously exploring that online uh, world a little bit further as we went yeah mate it would have been uh we, we sort of got out just before COVID, so we didn't get to experience that, but we got to experience it with other gyms, um, yeah. I guess. Um, the gym that Andrew was going to had an online class, and it was tough. I mean, not only, I guess, you had to um, – usually you just program a class and you'd have a coach turn up or you'd turn up and, and you know, run through the class, but you had to get there and set everything up and pull everything down and – do all the bits and pieces. So uh, I guess it would have been uh, really rough, mate. But it's sort of, I guess from there, that's where your new business started, right? You've um, got out of the CrossFit gym now and uh, you're on ride, uh, uh, sorry, a state of ride. So tell us a little bit about that and and what, what that is. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess just on the back end of the whole COVID conversation. So let, let's frame let's frame the story because it's uh, it's it's a fun one to tell. So COVID happens. We get told we got to lock the gym down. Um, I'm a CrossFit gym owner. Still want to continue that business for you know for that month after it happened. It was just the normal routine. You know, morning, noon, night. Do what you do. Uh, very limited bubble. If I remember correctly, we had to have certificates to be able to get around places if it was for your profession. Um, you know, and it was a bit of a challenge. Uh, about a month in, or a couple of weeks into lockdown, my my best mate Jay said to me, uh, "Mate, you're not, you know, you're not really yourself. You're not very happy." And uh, you know, I uh, shocked at the question. You know, shocked at the statement. You're not very happy. You know, shit's hard. You've lost a fair amount of business, and you don't know where life's going to be. Um, uh, you know, what makes you happy? And and truth has it, mate. At the end of each night at uh, my CrossFit gym, I would. Uh, I would set myself up an opportunity to do some training. Now, I'm a, as I said, I've, I've always been a music guy. I was in group, you know, doing the group X stuff and the group fitness stuff in studios prior. Music was formed the base of my day. With the CrossFit gym, mate, we had a dope stereo there. I know they said we weren't DJs in there, but I tell you what, we had a good stereo. There could have been. So, you know, the musical experience that used to happen in my gym was one that used to be talked about quite highly and it got us a good reputation in the region to be able to draw a particular client through so having such a good stereo and some led lights and some other sort of funky shit in the gym um once my nighttime live uh, my nighttime zoom classes would finish um mate i'd i'd go and crack a corona and i'd drink a beer and i'd set myself up in front of the television and put youtube on or spotify or whatever the hell i wanted to watch and I just blast tunes on over the stereo as loud as I possibly could. And, um, mate, I would have a workout that would be, you know, however long I needed it to be. And irrespective of my mood at the beginning, by the end, I just always felt awesome. You know, it was just, it ticked a box for me. Um, you know, I got and I got a bit of training. Um, I got an endorphin rush. I had some sort of visual stimulus as well. And mate, I, I I wrapped up my day in a in a different mindset, and I guess you know with a different, just a different energy after it was done. Um, so yeah, Jo says to me, uh, you know, mate, you're not happy, and he, and I said, well, I'm not really. He says, well, what makes you happy? What are you doing to make you ha- make yourself happy? And I thought, far out. That's a that's a fair question, mate. So I I honestly said, well, what am I doing for myself? You know, beyond the normal shit you could do at that time, which is very little. Um, I said, look, I'll be honest, at the end of a cl- end of my night here, I said, I, I do this workout on a bike to music after I drink a beer and it's fucking amazing. Part of, it's fucking amazing. And um, he was like, righto, um, well, do you want to do more of that? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And uh, he's like, well, what is it? And I said, well, I basically, I create a workout on a bike and I put some visuals behind it so that it sort of tells a bit of a story and you know it's a bit of a, a visual party as well as an auditory party um and then I play it really loud and I sweat my ass off riding at different speeds doing some stuff and he's like right do you reckon you know do you reckon you want to do something more and I was like yeah what and he says I don't know got any ideas and I said well I know indoor cycling still popular as a as a thing as far as fitness is concerned um and obviously with lockdown gyms closed, we knew that there was going to be people that either were going to buy bikes because equipment was, the amount of phone calls we were getting for equipment was out of control. So yeah. me so me and my sort of grandest ideas thought to myself, well, shit, 
if we're all locked down and can't go anywhere, gyms are closed and people are buying exercise equipment, how about I do a live class on an exercise bike on, online and see if people are going to join? And, um, yeah, next minute we, I just, he says, well, yeah, okay, let's go. Had no idea where we were going to start, how we were going to do it. Um, we had a little bit of history in live streaming due to uh, uh, our drone racing community and the stuff that we do with that, which is a whole nother conversation. Um, and uh, he says, all right, let's figure it out. So, yeah, a little bit of social media we put up to say, hey, we're going to be on Twitch Friday night, 7.30. Why 7.30 Friday night? It was the only time both of us um, – well, it was a tail end of the week, obviously, with nothing else to, to need, needed to be done. Um, and uh, it was an awkward time that we could probably get the most exposure across the world. So, yeah, we with, with seven days advertising, we uh, promoted a state of ride, um, which was to be an indoor cycle uh, workout experience like no other. And started April 24, 2020, and we live streamed every Friday, except for about three, until uh, about three months ago when we were moving up here. So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the that's the origin story, I guess, of a, of a state of ride. And, yeah, we've had a few iterations from there, a couple of, new, couple of studios, a couple of moves, and, um, yeah, now our, our biggest step yet. Mate, I remember jumping on on a Friday night. It must have been when you first start. I reckon you're probably only three or four weeks into it. I didn't even yep. know what Twitch was. <laughs> I, I had no idea what Twitch was and then, uh, yeah, jumped on and uh, away we went. I just want to say hello to Jason too. Jason's tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, mate. Here's the man, DJ J.O. Absolute, uh, look, everything that you see in terms of a state of ride uh, and and potentially a lot of the things you hear are, are, D, are J.O.'s fault. Um, he was the absolute enabler at the beginning of, of the process uh, of all this and I, go, I guess testament to the question you know the question is you know how first question being to your to your mate you know how are you um and uh, I guess the second one of, of uh, result you know the second one being you know what can I do to help or or what makes you happy and what can I do to help get you towards a little bit more happy can lead to some pretty cool things so yeah mate funny you say that about not knowing about twitch my grandparents bless them um in their late 80s if I've got it wrong, they're going to be so upset with me because they watch YouTube because they see they've become absolute uh, online stream fans now. So t I get messages, you on Twitch tonight, you on YouTube, where are you? So, you know, it, it really shows um, that uh, you can reach anybody in the online medium. If my, my grandparents at their age can do some online stuff, then buddy, anyone can do it. So kudos to you for getting in there too, mate. Love it, mate. Love it. I, um, how often do you guys uh, run it now? So, yeah, so uh, not on anymore because of the move, or are you back on? What what's happened, mate? Look, it's it's a it's a great question. It's a fair question. There's probably going to be a few of our uh, state of ride uh, crew that'll be in this, uh, or a few of the crew in the um in the in the chat that might um ask some questions, but um. In terms of the live, I guess a state of ride started with the intent to connect people to training. You know, it, it, it that was its first objective. Um, in a very short period of time from that initial from that uh, from that initial launch of of the concept, it turned into uh, a support tool for instructors and clubs. At that time, you know, they they saw that there was something happening that was gaining traction and gaining some attention. Um, that might be able to draw, you know, a new client or draw some clients back into the gym, you know, as the world started to open up. 
Um, so, you know, in terms of a state of ride live, it, uh, we hit pause on that, if that's the best way to say it, um, as we made the move up here. So, you know, moving it, moving a studio's hard. Um, oh, sorry, moving a home's hard, uh, hard. And inside that home was the studio. So, you know, focus first was to uh, to make the move and get settled um, in terms of getting everything working correctly. And then uh, obviously, you know, you can see in the background here is sort of the, the mid build of what will be uh, the next uh, State of Ride live studio. So the lives are coming back um, and our uh, and our other events uh, around those live streams will be there. But um, we certainly have a, a greater focus and I, I guess a very energetic focus on the in-club experience at the moment. Um, as we move into the education space. So, you know, the lives are, are very much still there, but um, they just form to support really what we're trying to achieve at the end. For sure. Hey, um, I know BJ's keen on getting on a bike and maybe giving one of your classes a shot. So when you get up and running, I think uh, you're going to lend BJ uh, one of my bikes and set him up on the on the trainer and we'll get him into it, I reckon. Does it come with a bucket? <laughs> we could fit one for you if you like, mate. Hundred percent. So, um, I need one. You know, <laughs> and, and a motor, uh, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I reckon we could probably do a, a live stream. We could do a live cross mid show. So uh, we'll, hmm. we'll leave, we'll leave Hutto and Davo to have a chat, and you, BJ, you and I, and we'll just check in every every uh, couple of tracks, see how see how he's going. Uh, need some plenty of powder for the old chafe too. So, <laughs> butt butter, mate. Butt butter. But butter, yes. But butter, but butter. It 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 gets a it garners a lot of raised eyebrows when you say it at a at a a training session. But um, Hutto, you would uh, you would know there is nothing better than a bit of butt butter on the on the on the old bits. Mate, I'm looking here because I'm I'm sure I've got it here. Mind uh, upstairs. So thankfully, uh, I'm going to be saved from the embarrassment. I'm looking for a sticker in this top drawer here, mate. When a Sponsored by a bit of Gooch Goo. Oh, so they did a bit of uh, anti chafe cream for the for the little bits and pieces. So uh, yeah, big shout out to Gooch Goo. How good's that name? <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. Uh, so you're going back into the education side or transferring across to the education side, mate. Um, Estateofride.com is where it's all at. Tell us uh, what's the focus there, mate? You, you're trying to get studios to, I guess, um, take on board your classes and things like that. Um, um, what's it all about? I'm sorry, I don't. You good? Yeah, sorry, mate. I didn't realise. <laughs> I cut you off there. Yeah. So what's the? I guess what's the your education side? Who's it for? Yeah. So I guess the 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 progressive goal um very early on was to move towards a, a support space and a and a and a and an education space well i guess a support space for the industry for what part of the industry i fell in love with back in those days um uh, full transparency and uh I've, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I've been in the fitness industry since I was 20, oh gosh, 22-ish, 23, I think, was when my journey started. Might have been a little bit earlier. I can't remember. Um, professionally, that is. So I guess where a state of ride is, has, has moved towards as a result of the live stream, its success, um, the continued support from 
um, patrons and I mean participants each week, uh, the instructors that were engaging and the the level of club engagement we had, we realised that we'd sort of we hit on something pretty special. Um, it was it was ticking a box um, across multiple levels. So I we invested and I say we Jay myself and and the team behind the scenes, uh, we invested a whole heap of time in in formulating I guess. Uh, the reasons why this works and this should be brought into clubs to get people fitter um, and to create a, a nice enjoyment around uh, group exercise and particularly group cycling. Um, in terms of in terms of the education, it was to support obviously support group fitness instructors uh, for their continued development in the space. Um, you know, one of the things that's really important as a trainer is that they continue to to skill and upskill. Um, over time, um, myself having to do it in my in, or in my early years certainly, but um, you know, and then continued through. So for, for us, for for us as a state of ride, and for me to be able to bring a decade of CrossFit into the indoor cycle training space while not losing a musical essence is, I, I think, unbeatable um, uh, in in studios uh, and. In terms of trying to reach a new, a new participant or a new gym member, um, the, uh, looking, I guess, a little bit, a little bit broader, um, technology is, is is a little bit more rife now. The access to technology, be it wearables, smart tech on bikes, uh, wind trainers, Zwift, online sessions, all that. So you know, COVID opened up a new a new market um, of of participants. So a state of ride through its education is sort of able to connect a little bit of the the, the tech smarts um, that that are around in the triathlon and cycling specific space certainly the tech smarts that are around um, the performance space in terms of crossfit you know fitness measurement all that type of stuff yeah. um and then being able to blend it with music uh to you know music with achievable uh workouts for everybody and progressive uh, progressively scalable workouts as well for people, um, irrespective of their uh, of their ability um, and their fitness experience. You know, um, a state of ride was was always designed to be an anchor for my own performance training. Um, yeah. The 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 profile itself, Hutto, if 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 I can re remember our chat about it, it was built around getting me fitter um, for Ironman. So yeah. the, the 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 actual workout profile inside Ride as a training program was to be um, valuable for me. At the, I think at the time I was doing thirty anywhere between thirty six and forty two classes a week as a fitness instructor. Um, so I didn't have much time to be to be out on the road. I, I had maybe a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday. So you know thirty thirty cycle classes a week. Um, I just figured, well, if I did 30 hours of good performance training on a bike, then maybe I'd potentially be a good triathlete. So, yeah, now we've been able to build that into an education program and um, hopefully be able to support uh, support more instructors into the future, just like, uh, you know, just like this type of program has in the past. So, yeah, super excited. Absolutely, mate. I love this, uh, this bit here. Music-driven, tech-infused, power-based, any bike. Pretty much uh, sums it up, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know, I guess that's the joys of, of that's the joys of time and knowledge, right? So you know, it's it's been a wonderful experience from the very beginning. A whole heap of fun. I, I drew 
myself into the space. Um, you know, I love, I enjoy, I love riding bikes, hands down. Um, I enjoy music and having had a, had a, a long enjoyable career in fitness um, and I guess a, a very varied career, being able to bring, bring all of those loves into one space and potentially offer a, a cool opportunity for people to get fit while having fun uh, alongside other people or potentially, uh, you know, on their own online on the other side of the world. Um, I think is a, is, is a pretty cool thing. Look, if nothing else, mate, J.O.'s not going to let me stop because we got this far. And um, there's, uh, you know, we've been so lucky to have a whole, uh, a whole, whole crew also come through and, and play at, at various levels. So, yeah, we're going to continue jumping on the bike and, and getting it done for, for people, for sure. Love it, mate. Well, when you are back and running up with those live streams, we're going to get BJ on a bike and we'll – Dave and I probably just have a few beers and Dave will have a rum and <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, com- we'll commentate. Hey, I'll, be hyd- you- I'll be hydrated. Yeah, he's on the dirty waters now. Look at him. Awesome. Hey, um, when you had the CrossFit gym, did you have uh, a pukey bucket uh, by any chance? Designated Mate- pukey bucket? I, I don't know. I don't know if we had a designated pukey bucket because the 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 uh, the garage door was always open, um, unless of course it wasn't. So I think we did. I think we just had the rule: if you threw up in the chalk bucket, you were in all sorts of trouble because um, there was. I mean, that stuff was just gold. It, you know, white gold in there. Um, so yeah, I don't know if we had a pukey bucket, mate, but we definitely had a rule of don't throw up in the chalk bucket. We um. We had a, a pukey bucket and we sort of wrote down the name and the date of when it happened each time. And <laughs> mate, this this bucket went back quite a few years and um, Ryan Taylor name was uh, first, old Teddy Taylor. But the bloke uh, next to you down the bottom there, BJ, I reckon he would pretty much close second, I reckon. <laughs> My name was on there a lot. Greened up the garden quite a few times, that's for sure. Mate, um, Jay is letting you know, mate, he wants more light. So, uh, <laughs> mate, there, we'll get on yeah. to that. <laughs> Too good. Thanks, All Jay. Right, mate. Yep. Where can uh, everybody follow along? Obviously, estateofride.com down the bottom here. Um, yeah, where absolutely. Else, where else can we find you? Mate, um, uh, estateofride.com for all things official, I guess. Um, that is the home base of uh, everything that goes on for us. So uh, whether you're a rider, a group fitness instructor or a club, um, you can connect to us at estateofride.com. Uh, social media wise, uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we are on YouTube. We are on Twitch. We are on... No, I, don't th- I think that's it for us, but just at a state of ride. We've made it really easy. So... Uh, yeah, we, uh, we we live stream through uh, our um, or our open live streams, I should say, through Mixcloud, our public live streams when they're on. So uh, we do have a channel there with a whole bunch of on-demand um, replay resources, I guess. Basically, a whole bunch of our live classes are on there. So yeah, Mixcloud to grab that, um, and uh, yeah, a state of ride on all channels, mate. So would love to connect to anybody interested in. Uh, as as you said, music driven, uh, power based, tech infused, any bike type training, mate. Love it. Thanks for joining us, Matty. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Take it Thanks, easy, Matty. Mate. Catch you later. Ciao. All right, fellas. Matty, known him for quite a few years and uh, good to have a chat. We're going to kick it off with our tidbits straight into it. Um, 
Got a fair bit to get through tonight. I can't see us getting under an hour again tonight. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. We always set a goal of an hour, but well, well, I set a goal of an hour. It's too much to talk about, mate. There is. There's. I've. I think I've got like thirty something slides for tonight. So, we'll uh, we'll get through the tidbits and then uh, we'll uh, jump straight into them. But uh, I think BJ, we are going to get you on a bike, mate. Once um once he gets those live streams happening, and mm-hmm. and we'll uh, we'll phone a friend. Challenge accepted. Love it. All right. Uh, just uh, adding in the tidbits here now, Dave. You're up first, mate. It's been a big week of sport. It has. Uh, first one for us, old Maxi Scherzer will become the first athlete in sports history to be paid at least $15 million by three different teams in a single year. So the Nas- Nationals owe him $15 million, the Mets owe him $28 million, and the Rangers are at least $15 million. So not a bad payday for old Maxi Scherzer there. Massive payday. I don't know the full details on all the Washington and stuff like that, but that that's incredible, isn't it? It's insane. It's not a bad, not a bad annual salary. Nothing like yeah. uh, the Saudi uh, footballers, uh, soccer players are making, but still, you wouldn't argue with it. Uh, it's not like our electrician mate down the bottom there. You know, he's <laughs> he's going all right, I reckon. But anyway, number two, Dave. Mate, this this was interesting when I came across this. Prince Fielder, like the lean, lean, mean running machine he is, has hit more inside-the-park home runs in his career than Ricky Henderson. So I had to do a double-take on that and do and check on it, and sure enough, Ricky only had one career inside-the-park home run, and Prince Fielder had two. So That's, yeah. Thanks to our friends at uh, baseballreference.com there. Not sponsored, but um, yeah, the, the only place to find that sort of information. <laughs> but I hey, think yeah. it must must have been that Ricky played in more traditional sort of parks that wouldn't have had the carums and the sort of nooks and crannies. Um, yeah. Oh, I knew Fenway, Fenway was still there, but most were just a standard sort of normal field. But yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. I think um, Prince Field is popping up in a uh, a slide later on too. There was a bit of a running race apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll pop that up later. Tidbit number three, a fun fact. Davo sent me this one. Uh, if you went two for five with a homer and single every day, you would finish your season with 162 home runs, 800 10 total bases, 324 hits, and still end up with a lower OPS than Barry Bonds in 2004. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Yeah. He, he, the man was just insane. Uh, insane. I love that one. As soon as I seen it, I, I grabbed that one off Davo. But I'm it taking that. Didn't look like he would have had too much fine, too much trouble finding a vein either. No, look at that. He's... Uh, <laughs> Hey, pretty vascular sort of dude, isn't he? Yeah. You'd take the 162 home runs in the year, wouldn't you? You oh. would. You absolutely would. You can have your APS, Barry. I'll take <laughs> yeah. the 162 home runs. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hey, the, the next one I've got uh, on Randy Johnson, a bit of a, a 
the piss take here. Randy, we're going to trade you for Mark Langston, and then you're going to win 300 games, five Cy Young Awards, and throw a ball through a bird in Montreal Expos. Yeah, it's one of those trades that sort of didn't work out well for one team. We're talking about some shitty trades earlier and earlier today, and uh, yeah, looking back through bits and pieces, we got plenty of trades uh, in the pipeline to talk about tonight, two fellas. One day left on the trade uh, deadline too, so there's going to be some moves tomorrow, I reckon. I'd say we're going to wake up to a lot of news. I would say so. Yep. Randall, tidbit number five is you, mate. What do we awesome. got? Oh, the Ashes have just finished up. We know we had a drawn drawn series. Beautiful. We're having a look back at the last time James Anderson won an Ashes Test Series. Federer had 17 major majors. Nadal had seven, had 14 majors. Djokovic had never won the French Open. South Africa had not lost a test since the test series away from home for eight-plus years. Nathan Lyon only had 158 test wickets. Coley had zero test wins as captain. And Brendan McCullum was the New Zealand captain in all three formats. Poor old Jimmy Anderson. He might as well get on. The, he might as well get on board with Brody and just hang the boots up. See ya. Well, they Go tried to give loser. him a send off. It's like when they gave Broad the the uh, guard of honour. I love Steve Smith and Marsh. It's like, well, come on, Jimmy, come on, you should be next. You're you're older than him. Yep. <laughs> I did have no, another it's... one that had that had a list of players that have uh, all retired already that uh, debuted after. Jimmy Anderson, so I'll save that one for next week. Yeah, beauty. This one, come across this one today, actually. Um, New York Mets, Peter Alonso and Jughead Vogelback have set a new MLB modern era record for the fattest back-to-back home run duo. Five combined, 575 pounds. <laughs> I love it. Uh, JBD, if you listen, mate, congratulations. Good on you. What an achievement. I think he actually sent me that on Instagram. Yeah, he sent it oh, to me he? too. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, well, that round out a tidbit. Doesn't matter your size. You hit it over the fence, you jog around. That's it. 100% right, mate. That's it. Yeah, if well, it's gone, hit it's it, gone. Hit it, out of the, hit it out of the infield and just walk to first. Oh, no, Ebony, don't do that. Uh, explain. I wasn't there. Oh, just lazy little nine to three. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. In the, six, as... in the sixth inning when they're up nine to two. <laughs> wow. Cru- out of the left left side of the box too. Crushed the ball to right field. And still got thrown out by ha- half the length. Damn. Mm. Oh, well. That's what happens when you hit it that hard, Randall. You wouldn't know. Nope. You wouldn't know. Thank you. Don't hit it out of the infield, mate. No, that's it. All right, that rounds out our tidbits. Uh, no sponsor for the tidbits this week. I'm going to run through some slides that uh, we've got as talking points and um, we'll go from there and, and see what we got left. Or did you want to run the NRL first? No? Go slides, mate. Go, go slides. slides. Last week I was uh, telling you about the under-10s player that, um, you know, was dealing. He was throwing hard. I just want to... Uh, I guess, show you the comment. Um, 
what he's really looking forward to when he goes away. Looking forward to uh, playing for the Australian region and getting to pitch against good batters. I love it. So he's been thrown against all this crap over here in Australia. He's going to dominate <laughs> those good batters over there. I, yeah. I had a good laugh at this because the young fella here absolutely dominated the 10 years up there on the Gold Coast and good on him and good luck to those kids uh, playing over there at the Bay Roof Classic and the um, uh, what's the other tournaments happening over there at the moment? Uh, Cal yeah, Cal yep. So, good luck, old son. But yes. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely dealt. Yes, he did. Hey, we're, we're talking today, Dave, about this one. Our kids would probably would have loved this. Uh, Date the Giants, the walk-up songs. Uh, this is Brandon Crawford's uh, Taylor Swift-a-thon. <laughs> Have a look at the songs here. For those that are audio only, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to read through all of these. It's basically got a, a player with uh, each has their own Taylor Swift song. So, mate, I'm glad I wasn't at the ballpark for that day. Oh, I would have had to leave. Yeah. Would have had to you put the earplugs in. And, would have been like Randall at the cricket, got the, you know, the earpiece in listening to uh, whatever he's listening to, Kerry O'Keefe or. Whoever might have been telling the story. Yeah. Hey, is he still does he, he still commentate the cricket? Skull? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, doing he's something like he was for Triple M. Um, and I think he's I'm not sure if he's Fox still Tell. ABC radio, but he's still Fox still as well. So yeah. yeah. No. Nah. It was always good listening to him. Always had a good giggle and <laughs> he he'd laugh at his joke before he'd even tell it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. He's still on the back page every so often, yeah, so okay. that's that's still worth watching on Fox. Yeah. Mate, I don't know what Ninja's talking about here. Big boy's getting it done. So he's talking about the big bop the big boppers. He's talking about him and him and him and Davo back to back, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Back to back what? Ground out. Strikeouts. Strikeouts. <laughs> no, it wasn't, wasn't strikeouts. <laughs> Uh, hey, he can't be. He can't be talking about the Cardinals because they're trading away most of their players. They are. They are indeed fire sale. Not like the Giants, mate. We traded for AJ Pollock, who's batting one seventy three. What a good trade hey, that is! At least you traded for someone. I reckon. I reckon the Toronto Tigers had a better trade than that um, this this week. Actually, I'm just trying to find it, Randall. But um, I know. I, I I don't actually know what the Giants got for AJ Pollock, but at least the Toronto Tigers got a new garbage bin. <laughs> Perfect. We got traded to Lake Macquarie City Council and uh, we got a new green bin. So <laughs> it's fantastic. It was great to see. Um, we needed the good bin. Luck and, good luck with the council. And I guess, yeah, we'll see you out there at some stage on the ballpark, right, mate. I'll come and empty the bin for you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. No, appreciate it. Uh, I've lost where I was up to in the slides now. I sort of interrupted, you know. But anyway, here we go. What about this one? What do you make of this? I know they talk about trout being as one one of the best ever. Um, old Pujols, he was pretty good. What did he end up with? How many home runs did he end up with? Seven oh six or something. Somewhere like seven oh six or seven oh eight or whatever oh. it might have been. Ninja, Ninja should be able to tell us, Cardinals man. 
But, you know, three through 1,282 games, uh, Pearl's 334 average to Trout's 306, 333 home runs to 310. RBIs, 1,015 to 816. Maybe that's because he had runners on that he was able to knock in. Uh, 985 runs to 965. OPS, uh, 1.051 to 1.004. What do you guys make of that? be interesting to see the comparison as to game, like um time time taken because oh, yeah. with trout out injured so much how many more years did it take him to play the 1282 games mm. like our albert was pretty consistent those first few years yeah yeah that would be interesting uh, albert's still one of the greatest right-handed hitters ever though mix of power and uh average yeah Great swing too. I love oh, his swing. Yeah. Just yeah. Great play all around, but just seen that one and thought it'd be interesting to see. Um, I guess what you guys thought of that. Another interesting one I seen today, uh, Randall on I think it might have been the Baltimore Orioles page was this one. Uh I guess the Orioles at the start of the season. Uh, opening day, they were 10% odds to make postseason. Today, they're at 84%. The Yankees, hello to all our Yankee fans out there. Opening day, 81%, a 35% today. Don't know. Uh, 35%, I reckon that's, that's uh, high. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty high. That is high. I, I'm reckoning more down to this 10% where the uh, Orioles. Yeah. They're still in last that, place in the East. That's yep. the standard, mate. That's the way all media treat the Yankees. They're always overhyped. They're always, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, you know. They always talk them up. They're always still in the power rankings. They're always still here. They're always still there, even when they're doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Hey, they're, uh, they're 10 games behind your Baltimore Orioles right now, so. Mate, Long way to go either. still. Long way to go, but. Long way to go. Yeah. While we're still on the Yankees, what about this one? With tonight's loss, the Yankees finished 10 and 15 in July. They have struck out 30 times over their last two games and are currently in last place in the ALL East. Your beauty. And then tonight or today's game, uh, Jermaine was supposed to start, but they told Nay no, scratched due to an injury. And then he comes out of the bullpen and throws the last three or four innings. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of them are now scratching their heads like what's going on with the Yankees? Yeah, I mate, and for their payroll as well. So Yeah. Yeah, two hundred and six two hundred and sixty million or whatever it is. Yeah. Two hundred and seventy million or something. That's pretty much it's only a lazy two hundred million above what the Orioles payroll is. Yeah. One's in first place, one's in last. Yeah. Big Ninjas uh, chimed in with a 703 uh, home runs. I'm going to, um, I was thinking, mate, I'm, I'm sure it was 706, but you know what? Mate, never, never, ever go against the Ninja. Have a look here. 703 home runs, you beauty. Thanks for your input, mate. I'm sure he Googled it. Hey? 
I'm sure he Googled, Googled it. He might have, but that's okay. He's he's making an input. One of you blokes sent me this one. I think it's uh, pretty impressive. Talking about Tim Anderson the other week. Yeah. His first home run. Tim Anderson and Showy combined for 40 home runs this season. Yeah, it just gave us a laugh when I saw it. So I thought that's that's too good not to share. Because yeah. as we said, we have mentioned about Anderson and his lack of power. Yeah, and that quality. And uh, we're talking just before about the the young fellas over there playing in the um, the little little league World Series and the Cal Ripken and the Babe Ruth and all all the things. How about this one? Yeah, brutal, isn't it? 43-1. I wake up to that and I've gone, oh, that's Australian. I've gone, oh, thank God it's New Zealand. Thank God. Imagine the pitches they would have burnt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That hurts your your whole tournament, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It does indeed. And I'm sure the Yanks uh, probably didn't play one of their better sides for that game either and, you know, still come away with a 43-1 to victory. Twelve view, that's pretty brutal. It is pretty brutal. Like, surely there's, surely there's, you know, after three or four innings, like a fifteen run mercy rule or something like that's. They probably didn't get through three innings. They, yeah. <laughs> like, how many Still, pitching challenges and, and things? You're not. Like, you think they'd be twelve view? Yeah, you surely they can declare their inning or something. Like, what's the point? What's yeah. the point of doing that? To kids. Arrogance. Arrogance of the Yanks, I suppose. Right. I know yeah. they're there and they're representing their country, but 43 to 1, that's for 12 U. Wow. Yeah. Even 20, 20 to 1, you know, is still a, a very convincing Lucky. score. But, wow, do they really want the for and against that bad? Yeah. Mate, yeah. Right, I'm going to let Dave read this next one um, as a Red Sox fan. He's no longer a red though, is he? Uh, our old mate who's going to move to first base or DH soon. Uh, most errors at third base since the start of 2018 season. So in third place is Jose Ramirez with 62. Uh, second place, Suarez, 65. And only just in front of them is Rafael Devers with 108. So the guy can rake. He just can't field. Yeah. yeah. Good DH. What, I don't know how many he had last year, but I don't I don't think he was terrible last year. But there was a couple of years ago there where he was really poor. He had yeah. one season that he was really, really poor. I know he has gotten better, but, yeah, he's still a bit of a liability over there, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And why they don't move him around a bit more? They've got they've got Justin Turner there, who's now the everyday second baseman, and doing well there. But Turner can easily slot over to to third base. Um, yeah. What do you What do you got at shortstop at the moment? Oh, Charlie Holstaff. So, um, what story well, doing? Is he still busted? Or I think so. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he hasn't been seen all year, I don't think. Yeah, um, very minimal. Yeah, I think they're just stop gaps until that Marcelo Mayer comes through. But 
that's going to be next year at the earliest anyway. So, yeah, I think they're just biding their time with with everyone. Any kids coming through, Davo, or don't really? Not don't really. really yeah. No, just Boston, Boston are probably in that that awkward position where they're not shit enough to get good high enough picks in yeah. drafts, but yep. they're not. Yep. But they haven't quite. They're not quite good enough to be winning at the moment either. They're sort of stuck. They're stuck in that that mid mid rangey, aren't they? Really? They're like the Washington Commanders of the MLB. Just not yeah, quite yeah. good enough to make the playoffs, but not bad enough to get high enough picks or anything. So they're just sort of stuck stuck in that middle. Yeah. They either have to throw money at people, or or develop, trade away what they've got, which doesn't help. Some, uh, yeah. Some young kids to come through. Yeah, it's tough. Hey, another one I've been following. Uh, now, this is not MLB on Fox. It's MLB on Fox. And uh, <laughs> they've been sent through uh, quite a few good laughs this week. This one, uh, per source, Freddie Freeman was made aware of Matt Olson's comments on leading the league in home runs and RBIs. He reportedly quipped, that's cute, but can he hit 300? Hey, Matt Olson is absolutely raking right now, so he can do whatever he wants. But I've got a little bit more from the MLB on facts uh, soon, like this one. If Randy Johnson only had one arm, he wouldn't have struck out anyone. I'm actually going to go against this one because I uh, I recently watched the John Cruck and um, All Star appearance when Randy Johnson ninety uh, three on the yep. back net and um, yeah that was classic. So I I reckon if John Cruck was batting, Randy could come up with that right arm and still strike him out after the, yep. the fear that he put in him. So is that to, when he switched sides and everything? Uh, no, that was no. Uh, Larry, Larry Walker. Walker. Larry Walker oh, came up, Walker, was and it? switched his helmet around, and yeah, not, put it on backwards. I'm not going from the left side. Uh, actually, uh, the John Cruck one, he, yeah, he bailed out pretty much every pitch after that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He looked looked like a little leaguer. He was stepping in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, and he just threw a slider, a slider. Well, fast fastball yeah, next pitch yeah. down the middle. Crux just stepped out. Yeah, and then yeah. there was a slider and yeah, slider, slider, and it's like, nah, throw the helmet away. Brilliant. If you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor and go and look it up. Yeah, I think it's yeah, ninety three or ninety four. Yeah, ninety three at Camden Camden Yards. Oh, classic. What about this one? Shawi Otani is the first MLB player to be walked intentionally multiple times in back-to-back games since 2014. David, we are talking about this, and um, he's going to get a little bit of Barry Bonds treatment um, for sure, I reckon. Yeah, I, think, I think, was it last week on the show or maybe the week before, I did bring, I brought that up and said, will this happen? And we all sort of ummed and ahed and depends who's hitting around him, I think, David, you said, and there's mm. not really anyone that can hurt him behind him, is there? No, no. not at the moment. They've made so, one or two trades, but it's not for a power hitter. And while Trout's still out, look, look the game on the weekend. Matt Chapman um, from the uh, Blue Jays, first at bat, 
Uh, they throw him a fastball, bang, out of here. And Chapman's just going off at the manager going, why the hell are we pitching to that guy when yep. there's no one behind him? Yep. Yeah, I think it was a bit more brutal than that, though, like when he's the only fucking bloke in the team that can hit or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But look, I think we also talked about the problem is, though, you put him on and he can steal bases. Like he can run. So, you know, you're just giving up a double. Yep. By walking him, possibly a triple. Yep. You know, make, well, makes the way it hard, doesn't he's going at the moment, he's cramping yeah. up. He's, he actually got pinch hit for with loaded bases two outs in yeah. the ninth or something the other day yep. due to you know, cramping was it a and everything. T- tied game or a, they were down one run or something? Like it was yeah. a close game. It was a close was it, game. Was that his doubleheader game? No. Nope. Day, that was the, the, the day, day after. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, because that was pretty brutal, you know, throwing a complete game shutout, one hitter, and then DH in the double header in the next game. That's uh, and hit two rough. bombs. He well, did hit two bombs, but yeah, easiest way to stop running, just hit bombs and jog. There's your yeah. there's your run down, there's your wind down. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not hey, doing it. flag pulse, it's just doing bases. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's just running bases. Hey, the Angels did pick up a few, didn't they? I know. Um, they got CJ Crone um, and was it Greacher? Gar- Garlic Greacher, yeah, who hit a bomb in his first game for the Angels. Yeah. Do you know who they lost? I think they lost a couple of pitches, didn't they? I'm not 100% sure. I think they might have lost um, – I know they lost Madden, but I don't know who the other was. I'm pretty sure they lost another pitcher, but anyway, that, that doesn't matter. Um, there's been heaps of trades and – Trying to keep up with it all has been insane. It's been awesome, though, uh, with lots of action. It's like uh, spring training when you're getting all these different news at spring training and things. So has Jake, been Jake, good. They lost Jake Madden and Mason Albright. So I don't Brody even know, left, I don't left, even know who Albright is, but anyway. Yeah, they go. got Randall, Randall Gritchick and CJ Crone from the yep. Rockies. Yes. Well, we'll keep flicking through these and we'll, we'll get to a few more trades shortly. What about um, our friend here, um, Renee Gracie? <laughs> She's uh, in her OnlyFans car, race car. Smashed my box a bit too hard. Got an upgrade, though. I'll be smashing this one tomorrow. So I'm not sure how she ended up uh, in that race, but it's always good to keep up with uh, all these different things on uh on social media, that's for sure. Hey, do you, do you know how she went, Randall? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, idea. Uh, no idea. No, probably yeah. a couple of flat back, flat back tires, but I don't know. Probably, probably. I'm sure anyway. that back end's been smashed up again. I would say so, mate. I would say so. She's not a very good driver. Not a very good driver. What about this one? Dave mentioned to us the other day that the Orioles might not get on, and I've seen this picture. One of the Facebook groups posted up. What an absolute gem of a photo. They actually played that day too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they did. It was a late start in the end, and I think the Orioles walked it off 1-0 against the Yankees. Yep. yep. In the ninth. So. In the ninth, yeah. Uh, who was it that hit the, the bomb? Santander. San- yes, yeah. Anthony Santander. Yeah. yeah, Cole went seven innings, gave up, I think, two or three hits, and uh, Rodriguez went six six and a bit, six and, and a gave third. up. 
one or two hits. So it was good pitches, Jewel. And yeah. blew out the next two games. I think the Yankees won the next yeah. game eight, eight three or something. And then the game three was that was the game where the Orioles put a seven spot on the Yankees in uh, the first. They were, they scored six runs in the bottom of the first before recording an out. Wow. So, and that was um, how bad is that? I don't even know who was thrown for him. For the Yanks was it Severino? Severino. Severino. Yeah. yeah. But it's always cool yeah. seeing photos like that, like when the weather, uh, the adverse weather there of any kind, it's always cool. Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. amazing. West, West Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the exact thing it gives you the feeling of, doesn't it? Yeah. We're going to jump into a couple of these trades. Um, these first couple of trades are from our friends at MLB on Facts, not Fox, facts. So they are a bit of a piss take. Uh, I got a good giggle out of this first one. This was brilliant. <laughs> Blue Jays option, Alec Manoa to the Little League. Uh, anyway. Alex Trade was been, denied. <laughs> he's been up and down a little bit over the, the last few months, a few years even. So anyway, next one. Now, Someone sent me this. I can't remember who sent it to me. And I actually, this was the first one I've seen with that MLB on facts. And I was like, no way. But yes, it was a, a another fake. The Bay Stars are trading him back to San Diego. It's not happening. This one is happening, though. This is real. That is uh, real. This is a real one. So uh, one of you blokes sent me this today. Yeah, let the fire sale, fire sale begin. Yeah. That's a good pick-up by the um, Brewers, though, because they're in a tight battle with the Reds in the Central. Yeah, and uh, the, Cubs even, are, the Cubs are only yeah. four games behind gonna, them or something, too. I was going to say the Cubbies are there, and there's only one team that's not there, um, which we won't mention because someone might be listening. Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals. <Cundles. Cundles. laughs> um, so, yeah, good on them for the Brewers to actually being active this time of year. Yeah. You don't see it very often, do you, from the Brewers? No. Only one and a half games back. They have to be. Um, I think it's fantastic to see. Yes. Uh, Interesting to see Verlander go somewhere. You know, yeah. I've heard, heard a few rumours that, that the Astros are uh, pretty, uh, pretty are chasing him pretty hard. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I would hope. I would really hope that the Orioles or someone like that are chasing him too. But. He threw his uh, 250th win there the other night for the Mets, yep. uh, which was good to see. And, uh, yeah, rumour is he's possibly going somewhere, but who knows where. One of the podcasts I listened to with um, one of the San Francisco guys today, um, he was saying Houston as well. So who knows? Who knows where he could go? I'm just having a look at starter. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Just having a look at Baltimore. So could Baltimore. (laughs) Having a look at their uh, Texas. Just take out of Texas. They've Uh, got enough. The New York Mets is a a pretty changed team, isn't it? They've got rid of a few uh, a few in the trade and a few more possibly tomorrow. Who knows what's gonna go on tomorrow? Um, what about this one? Lance Lynn yes. and Joe Kelly off to LA. I'm I'm not a fan of that, but LA. Uh, what are they? They're 
couple of games back, aren't they? I think they're they're about, right? the Yeah, I think two and a half or three games back. Let me have a look. I have to pull it up. Yeah, I was talking about this one on the weekend, actually, with the boys. We're two and a half games back of them, sorry. Yeah, and um, I couldn't remember who the starter was. I, I was thinking it was Dylan Cease, but I think he's the only one they were keeping, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they've let everyone else. Gilo's gone, Lance Lynn now, yeah, and, and Kelly, like, man. That's brutal. Be interesting to see if Hendricks has uh, been a trade bait. Yeah. Yeah. Being on the IL, I'm not sure uh, what will happen there. Mm. He's not back off yet, is he? I'm pretty sure no. he's still on there. No. Yeah. yeah, he's he's off. He's off on the list, off on yeah. the IL. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, Joe Kelly's trade was um, exactly three years after the base. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah, that was good value, that. Got his yep. own little mural up there on the... Uh, where was it? It was Arizona. This is uh, this is good for them. Uh, Paul Sewell, he's done nothing this year for Seattle, so um, yeah, it's a little surprising that though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was surprised when yeah. I read that because Mariners, yeah, they're not, not going as well as expected, but to be sellers. They're only five games back though, so it's it's pretty rough. That's a bit of yeah. a hot streak. But anyway, see what happens with uh, the rest of it. Uh, I, I don't Especially think... in that division, though, like you know, anything could happen there. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Now, you fellows uh, watch a bit of the soccer last night. How good was this? The four nil victory over. Canada. Yeah, great uh, to see over the Olympic champions. And did it pretty easy too. Um, it was nice that they could give Sam Kerr more time off, but um, it was just an all-round, a lot better performance. Like, they looked lost in places the previous game, but um, they were everywhere last night, which was great to see. Yeah, yeah, killed it. I'm, I'm a big fan of their jerseys too. Mm. I don't know. I like the colour of it. And David, what were you saying earlier about the goalkeeper? Yeah, the um, Canadian goalkeeper looked more Australian than what the Aussie one did. Canadian goalkeeper was in full gold, and ours was the purple wiggle. Uh-huh. The purple wiggle uh, puts us in a good spot through to the next round, and um, yeah, we'll see what that brings. Yeah, it's awesome going to that round of 16. So England or Denmark, maybe, depending on who comes or where Group D, how they finish up. Yep. Yeah. I thought I heard Denmark, but, yeah, I don't know. It hasn't been decided yet anyway, has it? No. No, I think it's maybe tonight or tomorrow night. I think they've they've got their final one, so we'll know the makeup in the next few days. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Um, I'm not, I wasn't sure where they were going to next, so be interesting to see. Uh, I'm sure all of Australia will be behind them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. What, what's next on the slides? Oh, Shoei Otana, Otani, Otani, and Peter Alonso were the plays of the week last week. Um, I watched a bit of Alonso. He had a a back-to-back home run game, and 
yeah, had a great week. But Shari Otani had that uh, complete game shutout, one hitter, hit two home runs in that game and, uh, sorry, the next game as a doubleheader and just a freak. And the, then the game after that, I think he led off with a home run. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's just a beast. So he's up to 39 home runs. Fell um, a bit short today, though. Harris. Yeah, just caught at the wall. See yeah, that one? I, I don't think it would have gone over, but no. Harris, um, yeah, back to the gym. <laughs> yeah, they were saying he, he, they robbed him, but, yeah, I don't think it was going over either. But no. no, I think it was anyway. just short. Uh, let's have a look here. How did your teams go on the weekend, fellas? The weekend series winners. Just Where's another series win, mate. I just can't see the Red Sox there. Where are they? Yeah, I got it, mate. Oh, they're not highlighted. That's right. Oh, we took we eight, took you the extra innings in two of them. Took, oh yeah. I love the walk off one. Was it one pitch off Jansen um, yeah. to win one game, and then extra digs the following day. So he was solid the day. The first day Jansen was solid. What did he pitch all three? Actually, did he? Oh, uh, I know the, the first day. The game is won. He was he was rock solid, and then yeah, come on, big rocket launcher. Some of the teams um, that have done a right out of the trade fellas. What about Texas Rangers? <sighs> Rangers. Texas I know Rangers. we had Tex on last week, and he was talking oh. up about um, you know possible getting a few more pitches and whatever. Well, Evaldi, I think he went to the um, IL today or yesterday to oh, the fifteen. Good. 15 day IL or something, so he's yeah, he's hurt. So there's yeah. one down, yep. Yeah. Uh, good range of pitches there. Good luck to him. I don't think we'll see him at the end. Uh, just my thought. Talking about power rankings earlier, and um, you're saying that the Yankees are always up there, they usually are. It's good to see him oh. not in this one. Uh, any surprises in that in that lot, fellas? Um, maybe Cubs, but they've been what are what are they on an eight game win streak? Yeah, so not really. Tampa Bay, maybe uh, Blue Jays. Yeah. yeah, actually, Blue Jays being that high. Yeah, probably the Blue Jays. Like, how can they be above Tampa? Well, they, yeah, that's right. They're in, um, what is it? They're six and a half games back from... If, if it's uh, on recent form, like Tampa had a shocking July. Yeah. So... But, but they're still only two games back behind the, from the Orioles. Yeah. You know, with this, you know, Orioles with the second best win record in behind Atlanta. And Tampa only two games back with the third best. Yeah. yeah. So still so, got enough to stay up there. They're still beating yeah. teams. Cincinnati Reds are plugging along all right there. They're one and a half games in front of Milwaukee, which is um Yeah. We talked about that last week. So they're they're plugging along all right. Be good to see. At least he didn't you know. put his brother's team in there. Then we'd know it's a joke. That's right. That's right. Well maybe maybe he has. Yeah. And we just <laughs> don't know yet. The future team, yeah. Hey, speaking of brothers, my brother uh, 
he can't make it tonight. Apparently he's sleeping or something. He's got to go to work or whatever. He doesn't. He doesn't he, work. Excuse. He, to um, he tipped you blokes a winner last week. What was it? Uh, Tintin. Oh, Tintin Magic. Yeah, it won last week. Um, he said this Friday night at Parks Trots, it'll win again before going to the Big Smoke on August twelfth. So there you have it. Uh, the, the tips that couldn't be in this week, but he's uh, sending his tips anyway. So gamble responsibly, <laughs> absolutely. Find uh, others, other people's money to do it with. That's right. That's right. That's right. And Just not you, your wife's. If anyone wants to do a super chat um, on the side, we'll put that straight into Tintin Magic. Um, the Ashes, fellas, it's been and done. We retained them. Give us a rundown of that last test. That was uh, – who cares anyway? Actually, we won the Ashes. Now, nah, Dave, yeah. give us a rundown of the Ashes, mate. It was quality yeah, series. Well, I think, yeah, I think we choked a bit in the end. Um, we were chasing a record run chase of 380, but we started well. We were three for 260 and then bowled out for 334. So uh, a bit disappointing there, but I think the umpires have a bit to answer for. Like we all saw that that ball change that happened on towards the end of day four, how they could change ball after, what, 30 overs is beyond me. Yeah. And when you, when you looked at the ball that it replaced it with, um, the original ball doing nothing, second ball just started moving everywhere. So a um, bit disappointing from that, but a good series, um, very even. There was no real standouts from either team. You can say, oh, basketball was this, basketball was that, but um, just good all-round hard-fought cricket, broads done and dusted, so... Uh, it's nice to see him go out with his superstition of changing up the bales and then getting a wicket next ball. Um, so I think there can be lessons learned from it, and hopefully we make some changes before our home series. And um, even though I've bagged him out before, I think Warner, yes, he batted well that last innings, but I just hope that Australia learns from this and we start fresh before the Australian summer. Um, we've really got to think about moving forward. And this series, like a, this home series, probably the best way to do it. Like, I'm, I know Warner wants his farewell tour, but they've got to think big picture and moving forward. But um, And also Cummings as, as captain. Not sure whether the fast bowler captain scenario works that well, but that's my two cents worth, and it really isn't worth much, so... But um, a great series and can now get some sleep again. Yeah, that's the biggest one, isn't it? Sleep. Jesus. I keep finding myself waking up, laying there. Oh, lunch break, sweet or good. Waking up all of a sudden and they're in the tea break. And I'm like, mm. what second session? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit that way. It's like, hang on, that's not where I left it. Oh, it's a rain delay. They're showing highlights <laughs> of a previous test. Yeah. Oh. But um, two even teams, um, so I think I think it was a good, good, good all round series. Yeah, I uh, I did always find myself coming in on my breaks uh, at work, and it was tea or lunch, or it's always brutal. But yeah. had, it, had it on on the 
on the ABC radio a bit and listen What along. do you reckon, Randall? Should uh, with Warner keep him for give him the home test series or make a change? We need well, change has got to happen. We know change is going to happen. Yeah. Whether it be before or after this series, he's going to finish up. But you know, great. To, it would be great to see him go out at home. But like you say, we've got to start planning for the future. Like, who have we got? Pakistan and West Indies or something, don't we? Yeah, I think I think those two. Or I know Sri, Sri Lanka and West Indies, or no, it's definitely Pakistan. Pakistan. Uh, I know that, but um, I'm not sure the other one. But probably they're lesser lesser teams, so it's probably a good good chance to bring in Harris or Renshaw or make that change and then work out what they're going to do, keep Marsh yeah. or Green. Because um, yeah. Marsh had that good good score but then did bugger all after it and yeah. poor old Green didn't take his uh, take any opportunity. So there's no. a few questions there. Yeah. No, that's right. And we all know that Warner's going to come out in Australia on our wicket, on our wickets and score a million runs. Like we know that's what he's going to do. He's a you know, on Aussie pitches, well, he's a bull. He's a he's a bully. So what? he only he only had one decent score last summer. He had that two hundred yeah. in Melbourne, but nothing else for the whole summer. True, Kawaja was the one that scored a lot of runs, wasn't yeah. he? So yeah, I don't know. Do they play him and if he gets his big hundred or whatever and finish him up after that or? Uh, why would you start someone? Maybe he'll play against one Pakistan and not against the other. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe surely, uh... surely they're going to let him play the SCG in that last test. But, yeah, mm. so that would mean he'd have to play all of them. You're not really going to hold him out just for that one final test. No, the War right. Brothers never got their uh, send off from the SCG, so. Um. Yeah. Why do it now? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Like, who knows what goes through their heads? Realistically, they might as well finish. You know, if he's retiring, get rid of him now and get yeah. someone that's in form in Australia and let him get in there and get some runs and feel comfortable. Yeah. Feel like right. feel like that spot's theirs. Not come into the team after an Australian summer and go to Sri Lanka or India or or something. You know and and then and battle and have everyone question them. Hmm. That's right. It's not fair on them. Yeah. I don't know. Watch I reckon he's. Uh, I reckon he's probably going to get a run and uh, finish off his his Sydney campaign. But I uh, it'd be good for his sake, but not for Australian cricket's sake. So. I think the coaches have a bit to answer for as well. Their tactics uh, from the last like this series. Um, we all know Langer was he was a hard ass, and all the players complained about that. But I think McDonald's a bit the other way. You've got to find that good balance of being able to rip into the guys at times to get the most out of them. But yeah. I, I don't think he's game enough to to do it. So I don't know if he's the right guy for it. We all know Ponting's the right man. His cricket brain is just unbelievable. But I think he's making too much money from um, commentating and coaching in the IPL. Yeah. Yeah, the money's there. The old dangle and the carrot over there, and we've even seen it with the, the Aussie women going over there this year, which is good to see. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, 
NRL, fellas? Bulldogs Big one. weekend. Knights won. <laughs> Two uh, out of three. How did that other yeah, team go? Uh, yeah, big weekend. Broncos 32 over the Roosters 10. Uh, Rabbitohs 32 over the Tigers 18. Uh, Storm 46 over Parramatta 16. Mighty Knights 28 over the Raiders 6. Raiders had nothing. It was 20 nil to the Knights at half time. So they pretty much. I I picked that one actually, surprisingly. Where are the Knights Um, coming now, Randall? They're coming ninth, mate. One point behind about four teams. So they're on they're on an odd number because they had that draw earlier in the season. I think they've got the Dolphins this week in Perth, followed by maybe the Dirty Dogs, Davo, here in Newey. Two points for us. Mm. <laughs> um, Silver Tails, twenty-four over the Dragons, eighteen. Penrith Panthers just they just keep firing, don't they? Twenty-eight nil over Cronulla. Cronulla, I don't know what they're doing. They're they're gone. They're, they're shot. They're ducks. a mess like the Roosters. Yeah, they sure are. Um, the Dirty Dogs, Davo, twenty-three held off a late charge from the Dolphins, twenty-two. Yep, Dolphins you, had the you, chance to win it, but kicking into the breeze just didn't make it. That's it. So yeah, that was one I didn't get, and. Um, yeah, Titans, 22 over the Cowboys, 13. I didn't get that one either. No, no, I had Cowboys in that last one. Yeah, so I only missed two on the weekend. But uh, the latter, Penny Panthers and Brisbane Broncos are on equal equal points sitting at the top of the ladder. Uh, Panthers on top with their four, with their better for and against. Um, Warriors, third place. They're still holding in there at the yeah. top end of that ladder. They're, they're playing good footy. They're um, they warriors. Yeah, they're equal. I haven't heard much about them all year, but they're still up there. They're just sit, sitting away winning. I know I've been talking a bit with Bossy over the uh, last few weeks at, at baseball, and he keeps saying he's just waiting, just waiting for that typical Warriors to just <laughs> dive bomb. But Finals. every time he thinks it, every time he thinks it's about to happen, they seem to win. So he's still riding oh. them high. Hopefully yeah. they can uh, continue it on. Have they ever? Yeah. Have they ever won it? Don't. don't no, think I so. don't think so. Yeah, I can't remember that if they have or not. No, I'm going to say no. Yep. Um, they're, they're equal on on 30 points with the Storm, which is the top, the whole top four. Then you've got Raiders 28 points, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Cowboys all on 26 to round out the eight. And then you've got Manly and Newcastle in uh, 10th, 9th and 10th, Newcastle and Manly on 25 points. So they're, they're just just behind that that number. But, um, yeah, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Cowboys, they're, they're in danger there of dropping out. So What about the Tigers, mate? Are they going to make a late charge? Or There's not enough games, mate, to um, actually get them into the eight. You beauty. And Bulldogs are now third last. We're climbing yeah, up the ladder. Are, yeah. We've overtaken over. the Dragons. That's it. couple more wins for those West Tigers, mate, and you might jump the Dragons. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I haven't watched uh, too many full games of theirs this year, that's for sure. No. Not for sure. All right. Anything else uh, happening in sport that 
uh, you want to talk about, fellas? We'll yeah. get out of here. No, I've been, we've been rambling on for long enough. This weekend, the Toronto Tigers trivia night. Uh, if you haven't got a team together, grab yourself a team and get over there. Don't uh, even need a team. Just rock up. Fun. Yeah, rock up and... Uh, we'll put you on a team. Yeah, sort it out. We... Family fr- family friendly too. There will be kids. So Okay. Team, no, uh, no team Davo, Rum Guzzlers, uh, mate, we're set. We're ready to roll. So as long as Excellent. there's 80s and 90s questions, we should be good, Davo. Pretty much. Oh, I don't like to look at that. Anyway, all right, well, it's been a, been a big week in sport and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Thanks to Matty Clark from Estate of Ride coming on earlier and um, having a chat. Uh, Can't wait was, to ride with him. That was uh, well over an hour ago, so I can't believe you still remember that, Randall. That you, <laughs> it was an hour ago. All right, fellas, take it easy and we'll uh, see you next week. Catch us. Gotcha.